guys. Welcome back to Thick and Thin. This is episode four with yours truly. My name is Katie Bilotti. And in this podcast, I talk about, you know, millennial life in New York City, essentially the ins and outs, everything that we deal with and oftentimes don't talk about. I will be unearthing in this podcast. So today, episode four, I know it's been a little while since I've updated you guys last, or I think it's been just about a week, but a lot of you guys were getting antsy, wondering where or when this podcast was coming out. And so, your wish is my command. Today, this podcast is, in fact, coming out. I'm not sure when you guys are listening to this, but I'm finally sitting down to recording the next one on Tuesday, uh, whatever day it is, Tuesday, September 18th. How is it already freaking September, guys? This is wild. Um, anyway, so in today's episode, I'm going to be kind of talking about a recent epiphany that I had about my life, you know, kind of a realization, almost kind of a concern that I've had in my life and how, you know, I'm kind of, I've realized it and I'm kind of working on remedying it. And it's it's been something that has been a long time coming, you know, something that's kind of boiled over in the sense that, you know, when you bottle something up for so long and, you know, eventually it just comes to a head and you have to address it. And I feel like it's been something, I, something I've been toying with for a while, you know, especially this one phrase I've been toying with, um, which is essentially it's, you know, the more that I understand in this world, you know, quote unquote, understand, the less that I know. And, you know, by the same token, the more that I know, the less that I understand. And I'm going to let that like marinate for a second, you know, in a different word, different, you know, phrasing. Before I knew more, I knew more. And I know you guys are sitting there and you're like trying to like, you know, that like meme where it's like all the little like math problems on that girl's face and she's like trying to figure out something. Like I feel like that's what you probably look like right now, you know, trying to process this with your headphones in walking down the street. But essentially, in other words, you know, I feel like me, you know, almost 23-year-old Katie, I turned 23 in October, on October 27th. And that's like, that's just like a monumental age. Like not, okay, it's like not like a fun age. It's not like 22. I feel like like 22 has a ring to it. But 23, like if you, you know, looking back when I was like 15, you know, thinking, oh, where will I be when I'm 23? Like I I just, I couldn't even probably tell you at that point in time. And then, you know, over, over time, it's kind of become more solid, like what I wanted to do. And then, you know, I just like kind of blinked and now I'm here. And, you know, there's that quote, it's like, you know, at one point I was 17 dreaming of sun someday, not Sunday, someday and I blinked and someday is here and it's gone and it's like, you know, that song 100 years by Five for Fighting, which makes me cry every time I freaking watch the music video with the tree. Okay, anyway, so I, I'm beginning like kind of nostalgic and also like really thoughtful lately now that I'm almost about to turn 23 because I just feel like I've learned so much. I've retained so much information. Like, heck, I know like two languages, not like completely fluently, but I could like, you know, kind of get by in two foreign countries. Like, I've learned languages. I've learned geography. I've learned history. History being something that's like, it takes up a pretty big part of your brain, I feel like, if you picture it like that. You know, a lot of things have been crammed into my brain. I've been learning so much. And, you know, while I, I'm starting to, like, I, I understand all these things and I'm starting to, you know, be able to bring them up in casual conversation to the point where, like, I actually know them to my core, I feel like I know, you know, I understand these things, but I know less now because I've kind of lost 
and I, I hate admitting this because I feel like, you know, creativity is something that my entire business and my entire life on this planet revolves around. You know, heck, my career is literally creative, so creative. But I feel like now that I've learned all this stuff, I've learned all this science and I've learned all this math and maybe not so much math because I'm really, really shitty at math, to be honest. But I've learned a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has been crammed into my brain. And I feel like sitting here, you know, I I almost envy myself before I knew all that stuff because I almost was kind of wiser in a sense. You know, and, and I want to say, you know, all the stuff I was just saying about like history and languages, you know, that can also, I've also learned a lot or now I understand a lot about people and I understand a lot about how people work and, you know, what it means when a guy ghosts you or slash you go on a date with him and he doesn't text you after or ever again. You know, that means he's not interested and that means, oh shit, I fucked up again. Well, I just cursed a lot in like a one minute span. I promise this is not going to continue like that. This is not an extremely explicit podcast, I promise. I'm just, you know, getting sentimental because I'm turning 23 and I'm sitting on a bean bag that's exploded and there's a little beans everywhere. Anyway, so, you know, now that I know all those things and I've kind of been exposed to the harsh realities of the world, I feel like I have a lot less faith in things and I just I feel cynical all the time and it's really becoming a downer especially now that I live alone and I'm living you know quote-unquote my dream something I've always wanted to do live alone in an apartment with exposed brick in New York City and have a job in social media you know I'm living my absolute dream and you know I actually read this comment recently it's like you know sometimes when you think when you get what you have always wanted it's still not enough somehow. And you could kind of, you know, apply this to anything in your life. Because I know a lot of you guys are younger than me, still in college, some of you guys. You know, you can apply this to a lot of things. Like, for example, you finally have a boyfriend after pining over guys forever, you know, like me, lol. You finally have a boyfriend and, you know, you're with this guy and he's super hot and all your friends, like, think he's so great, whatever. And for some reason, it's still not enough for you. And you still have these feelings of like, like it's just there's something missing or like you're just not happy. And, you know, you almost feel like either that or you're like kind of predicting the demise of the relationship. You're like, oh, this is too good to be true. And you like end up ruining the whole thing because you're thinking about it too much. You know, that could be one example. Or, you know, another example being like, you know, you're doing you're killing it at school you know, you're getting into all these like awesome post-grad programs, like you're going to be a freaking doctor, got into law school, whatever, and it's still not enough for you. You know, that's kind of how I feel right now in this position because I'm so, you know, happy and I'm like pinching myself every day that this is my life on certain days, but then on other days I'm like walking from work and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel fully satisfied. And I don't know what's missing. And to be quite honest, I think, you know, four years ago, before I knew all the harsh realities of the world, because I feel like in college, that was the time where I learned the most about myself and the most about how the world is. And I've learned, you know, more information than I can, like, even recount in, like, this entire existence of my podcast. Like, in 45 minutes of this podcast, I couldn't even, like, name everything I've learned because some of it I even forgot that I learned and I'm just going to, like, randomly pull it out of nowhere, like... Oh, do you remember uh, 1842, blah, 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 whatever, or whatever, you know, something like that. But 
basically like I've learned so much but like everything that I've learned I feel like I still don't I still don't know I still don't know anything and I think so I think like two years ago yeah sophomore year I was doing a ton of traveling for YouTube I was like you know being a total girl boss you know gone every weekend you know traveling doing the Golden Globes and like Coachella and like all those things I think that was like that those were junior year but sophomore year I was doing a lot of traveling and I remember I you know kind of was like getting a bit overwhelmed with the schedule of traveling I think and partially just like you know jet lag and just like everything kind of boiled over and I made this video and I forget what it was called but I like totally had pink eye while I was filming it and like no one new I guess <laughs> I was like yeah I was rubbing my eye but then I realized I had freaking pink eye so that's beautiful anyway that was just like a little tidbit of information you guys probably didn't, probably didn't know but I filmed this video and I was like I'm in the I don't know phase of my life and mind you this was two years ago that I filmed that video so this was in 2016 and I was like guys I'm in the I don't know phase of my life I don't know what I'm doing after college I don't know what I'm doing in college I don't even know if I want to be in college I don't know if I like my friends a lot. Like I was just like kind of going on like a rant about how I don't know anything. Guys, long story short, you know, two years later sitting here, 2018, almost 23, I still don't freaking know. And I think, you know, the truth of the matter is like kind of spoiler alert, I don't feel like you ever quite know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I just, I just feel like you know, whenever I consider this quote, you know, the more I understand, the less I know. I just, I remind myself that like, I'm never going to fully know close to anything. You know, you just kind of, you just live and hope for the best. It's like you kind of just, you know, a shot in the dark type of thing with most of your life. And when you're in a job and you, you think you, you don't really, so even the most established esteemed people that are like killing it in their fields still have a little bit of mystery there, still have a little bit of, you know, the indecision and not really knowing every move they're going to make and you know even the most you know kick-ass business owning people still don't know what tomorrow is going to look like and I think that's something that we need to kind of remember you know especially when we feel like we're losing losing the the drive to do life you know because I, I was reading this comment or one of the questions in my dm or my whatever Instagram inbox and it was like what do you do when you feel like you're kind of like burning out and you like don't have like you know a zest for life anymore and guys like I feel like that often and I wouldn't say it's like an everyday thing like I have a like one day where I have like a huge surge of creative energy and I'm loving life and I want to go you know screaming in the rooftops I love my life I love this beautiful world <laughs> And then there's like another day that's like literally probably right after that day where I'm like, I hate this BS. I just want to like lay in a pile of warm laundry and eat bread or something like, you know, that's like my comfort image when I'm like trying to like feel comfortable. I, I picture myself laying in a pile of warm laundry with bread. So you guys should picture that sometimes. Um, those are my happy things, my happy place. But, you know, I think <sighs> I need a sip of wine. That's what I think. <laughs> 11 minutes in and I'm already like getting philosophical with you guys but so over the weekend I realized um while I was kind of brainstorming this whole thing that my friend of mine named Craig like I've grown up with him he actually just got a tattoo and it says um wait what does it say it says before I knew more 
I knew more. Before I knew more, I knew more. I, you know, this is one of the things I was like kind of wrestling with. Sorry, I'm like adjusting in this like decrepit beanbag. Anyway, um, that's like something I was kind of like, you know, toying with while I was thinking about this podcast, you know, that whole phrase. And at first, when I first read it, I totally understood it. And now I'm like trying to like think about it a little bit deeper and I'm kind of distorting it. But, you know, I asked him, I, I basically was like, wait, explain this. This was via DM. <laughs> I was like, explain this now. And he was like, by this, I mean something along the lines of, the more you know, the less you know. As you start to study, you know, philosophy, theology, political theory, history, you realize how little you actually know and believe. I feel like the word know, K-N-O-W, can be seen in so many different ways. And by this, he means, you know, the more that you know, the more information that you take in, you know, uh, that people are feeding to you and that essentially is like correct and factual the less you actually know about blah 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 whatever that blah 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 may be for me it's like the more that I know about a million things I've been just you know information the more information I take in the less that I actually know about myself I feel like sometimes you know and I I feel like my freshman and sophomore year of high school or of college sorry not high school high school was shit of college (laughs) I feel like I knew myself so much better than I know myself now. You know, does that make sense? I feel like I knew, I was like, I'm going to move to New York City and I'm going to work in social media or I'm going to work, I think at that time I wanted to work at a magazine. So I wanted to work in like a creative field. You know, I really, really wanted to be in, New York was always like where I was going to be. Like there was no question about it. You know, I'm not a big, you know, huge LA person. I don't like love the idea of LA. I'll go visit, but I, I would just... I don't think I'm meant to live there. And, you know, now that I'm here in this place where I've always been like looking to be, I feel like I know a lot less about myself than I did prior. You know, before I'd had my hopes and dreams crushed a million freaking times by boys and by professors telling me that I wasn't good at something or, you know, just by the the ups and downs of college And that age, that time where you're like, you know, in your early, early 20s where you, you know, you're not a teenager anymore, but you still are like just as freaking clueless. But at least you have these big dreams. And I feel like now that I'm living this big dream, I feel like I don't know myself anymore. And it's something that Carrie Bradshaw never freaking prepared me for, okay? Like I was never prepared for this feeling. And it's it's almost, you know, something that I need to just work on. And it's nothing that anyone, my parents can, you know, no one can like tell me something that's going to magically fix this feeling. I feel like I need to, first of all, I've only been here for three months. So I need to just, you know, buck up and live longer here and just figure it out, you know, like just, just figure it out. And it's, it's to the point where it's like, I'm not, I'm not depressed. I'm not upset you know, continuously. I don't feel like I would belong better somewhere else. It's not that. It's just like, I feel like, but anyone can kind of relate to this. Like once you get something that you've been like really waiting for for so long and it's just something that you've been like wanting for so long, once you get it, it's kind of like, you know, there is delayed gratification. So it's like really awesome when you first get it and you're like, oh my God, you've been waiting for this, you know, this electronic, electronic, sorry, to come out and it finally comes out and you get it in your hands and you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. You know, and then then it just starts to be like, okay, this is kind of normal now. 
and it like loses its luster and you almost wonder like okay why was I like so excited for this and not to say like I don't get excited about New York and about my job and about I think it's just mostly guys this time of life is really tricky I don't think it's you know my personal situation I think if I was in any other job or in any other like I would still be feeling this exact same way it's just like it's an unfamiliar thing where you've like been you know going to the same school for four years the same people seeing the same people every single day and now you just like don't and your life is like very much you know kind of just uh, what's it called like a a cycle of like going to work and coming home and you know doing whatever like making a podcast and then going to bed and then waking up and doing it all over again and it's kind of like the grind and as you know rewarding as it is like a lot of the time like I really I leave work and I'm like to be honest guys like I look like a dweeb leaving work because I'm like happy with like what I did during the day but then I'm like then I realize that half the days or the entire day is gone you know, and I, I think it's just something I need to get used to. And so, like, I'm really happy I'm, like, honestly documenting these feelings because I'm going to look back on this podcast in a couple of years and I'll be like, oh, like, Katie, you're going to get used to it and it'll be fine. I think it's one of those things you got to get used to. And I was telling my sister this because she just started college at South Carolina. She's a freshman. And, you know, it, it takes some getting used to, getting used to every – that was, like, a, a redundant. It, it takes some getting used to in every new phase of your life. You know, and this is this is my current, you know, post-grad new phase. But there's there's going to be, you know, infinite, well, not infinite because eventually I will die, but close to infinite new chapters to come from here. You know, it's like when I find the love of my life, when I get married, when I have a baby, when I, you know, do this and that. And there's just, there's infinite chapters for us out there. You know, there's a million things that we'll get to do if we you know, let ourselves and we really push for it and we have courage but, you know, and you're always going to feel a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit uneasy about your new, your first new thing. And, you know, I, I, I can already kind of hear the critics, not to say you guys are critics, the ones listening are you, you, you know who you are, <laughs> you guys. You know, I, I can just hear like, you know, kind of whenever I say anything, honestly, online, I always hear like a voice, you know, kind of being like, nope, you're wrong. You're like, nope. Someone just like slammed the door outside. Um. Anyway, I can hear people saying like, oh, Katie, like if you, you know, love your job, you won't work a day in your life. And so like clearly if you feel like you're not like loving your job, you should quit and blah, blah, blah. And you should just go be Alexis Wren and be hot and gallivant the globe and whatever. You know, not to say Alexis Wren isn't killing it because she's, I don't really know her at all. But (laughs) I've been, actually I've been to lunch with her once. Like not with her actually. It was like a million of us. It was like a blogger lunch. But anyway, so here's the thing, guys. Like, this is something that I've wanted for so long and I'm not just going to give up because it's a little bit uncomfortable at first. You know, this job and this life in New York being here is something that I've been wanting for so long and I'm not one to, you know, force myself to do anything that's like, you know, detrimental to my life, my self-esteem, you know, anything. But like, I think to an extent though, you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and eventually you'll you know you won't be uncomfortable anymore and I think I although I've never you know been in this position that I'm in currently ever before in this literal sense of like what I'm doing now I have kind of been in this position you know when I first started college and I felt you know stupid all the time and I don't know if you guys have seen my I made this video you know the truth about my freshman year and I basically talked about how I had a really toxic friend freshman year um 
that I don't speak to anymore. I don't follow on any social media. We literally have cut all ties and, you know, she probably would, I don't know what she would say about me, but we were not a good match as friends and it kind of, you know, made me realize that, you know, I, I at one point I kind of just like woke up one day and I was like, who the heck is this person that I am right now? Because it's not the right person. You know, and that was a rough period of freshman year. And then also I just felt like, an idiot all the time because I was like wandering around with my map after like months of being there because I was like just so I'm really not directional if you guys know anything about me I literally am the least directional person ever so yeah that kind of will tell you that much I I just felt even like months into my freshman year of college that I didn't belong and that was a part of the reason why I was so hell-bent on not going to college in the first place because I was like that was kind of fueling the the feeling where you know and I was too proud to admit that I wasn't happy or that I wasn't like you know feeling like I belonged but it was just full little uncomfortable whirlwind of a freshman year and I feel like right now I am currently in the freshman year of life my freshman year of life and so I have to just know that by every you know every day it'll get better and you, if you're dealing with like a new chapter in your life or maybe you haven't even, you know, you're in your sophomore year of college and you don't feel like you quite belong, like, you know, everyone's chapters, everyone's times for like feeling new are different and some are longer, some are shorter. Some people are like, you know, killing it right off the bat and I don't know if I believe those people, but like whatever, okay, fine. And, you know, sometimes those people that even appear like they're killing it right off the bat of starting a new chapter, you know, they're kind of faking it for the faking it for the gram you know faking it for the Instagram because you know a lot of people appear like they have it all together and truth be told they don't and yeah so I, I just I cannot but wonder sometimes you know like am I going backwards like I need to just I need to realize no I'm not you know I was a little bit more confident four years ago because I had the entire world you know in my back pocket of like I can just imagine this life for myself and it didn't actually need to be like set in stone because it was just like you know daydreams and it was little little dreams here and there and me you know people asking oh what do you want to do in five years and me just pulling something out of you know dream world like oh I'm gonna live in New York I just feel like you know in life we're constantly waiting for something or we're kind of working our way up to something you know, for the past four years, I've been working my way up to eventually having, you know, a career and having my own apartment and living on my own and doing life, you know, you know, in this amazing position of being like away from my parents and, you know, on my own and just like being free. You know, I was waiting, waiting for this freedom and I finally have gotten this said freedom and I'm like, okay, so now what's next? You know, I'm constantly looking to the future like, okay, what's what's next around the horizon? Like what is next? And I've kind of, a lot of it has been attributed or like I've always, you know, recently I've been kind of putting a lot of eggs in the boyfriend basket, you know, thinking that, okay, I have all this and now the next thing that I'm waiting for is this guy. And it's almost just out of habit I've been, I did that, you know, because we're constantly, you know, waiting for something else or we're working our way up to something else. And I just, you know, instead of focusing on, you know, maybe myself or like becoming a better version of myself or, you know, becoming, uh, you know, good in my career or like something like that, I instantly turn to another person because I feel like I'm kind of insecure with myself right now and I'm worried that I'm not going to live up to all that I've been hoping that I will in this new chapter. You know, I I was like always picturing myself in New York, you know, being 
this like you know badass girl it has like an awesome job and an apartment and like just you know killing it wearing cool clothes all the time whatever and now that I feel like I am that person I'm like worried that I'm gonna mess it up I'm actually like really free I'm really scared that I'm gonna mess it up like all the time and I'm like you know constantly looking like watching my back just like worried you know waiting for something just to crumble and something to go wrong because I feel like my whole life whenever I've gotten anything that I've wanted you know something's gone wrong and I, you know, I can give a direct example. Like in high school, I was really working up to being, you know, kind of known on YouTube. And I was like really focusing so much on my YouTube channel and on my content. And I really wanted to be a really good content creator. And that was like my goal. I wanted, you know, to get, have followers, not just to have followers. And I, at that time, I didn't even really, I didn't even do brand deals. I didn't want money. I just wanted you know, people to see my work and to hear my voice and hear what I had to say. And that was what I really wanted. And I worked my way up to that. And once I got that, you know, I got knocked down by every person in my surroundings. You know, everyone in high school made fun of me. And it was almost like, you know, what I got when I got what I wanted, it wasn't as sweet anymore because something went wrong. Like people didn't support it. I was losing friends. It was just like, it was a nightmare. And so I've, you know, always been kind of, you know, recently ever since then. And like, I've just been treading lightly with everything, all of my hopes and dreams. I've been treading lightly because I'm worried that once I get there, it won't be as sweet as I thought it would be. And so I kind of, you know, I put on this armor and I, I kind of lose the magic, to be honest. You know, I, I lose that, that magic, that, you know, first instilled that hope in me and I lose that hope and I almost am just like okay maybe it'd be great to live in New York because I don't want to get my hopes up either because I'm like I'm worried about getting my hopes up too high and not getting it and then feeling depressed you know about not being in that position and like sometimes I need to remember and remind myself that I can have big dreams you know and that I I hope that I have big dreams I hope you have big dreams what's that Taylor Swift song it's like I hope I hope Taylor Swift, I hope you have big dreams. Big dreams? What is, what is that quote? Oh my god. Big dreams. Big dreams. I Googled it. Oh, is it wildest dreams? And they say little girls have big dreams. No, that's that's not it. Long time coming. Taylor Swift has so many songs that I like d- didn't realize she even had until like I Google things. You know that there's a song, a Taylor Swift song, where it's like, I hope you have big dreams or something. Anyway, anyway, that was a tangent and me just like Googling and completely coming up dry. But, you know, all my life, I feel like I've been going around waiting for something to happen and almost, you know, kind of blindly hoping for certain things, but not, you know. And also, okay, I will say I was I was intentional in like moving to New York and I was, you know, I, I exerted a lot of courage to get myself here and to get my job and I really did a lot of work, but it was almost like I did all these things and I really shot for the, for the stars in the sense, but I always had, you know, part of me kind of with one foot in the past kind of, you know, reminding myself that I'll probably fail. And I'm constantly, whenever I go into like a new exciting chapter, I... I don't even let myself enjoy it very much because I'm just waiting for something to go wrong or, you know, I'm just, I feel like it's too good to be true. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm not letting myself enjoy this new chapter now because, you know, first of all, I get so, I beat up myself, beat myself up all the time over my little, little failures in this, you know, 
life on my own. And instead of dwelling on these failures, you know, I should really be, you know, relishing in them, almost kind of laughing at them because, you know, I'm, I'm getting to know myself, even if it means failing. You know, I'm the longest relationship that I will ever have in my life. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be me. Like, you know, I, and I, I lay in bed with myself every night. I need to know myself. I need to know who the heck I am and who, what I want. And, you know, right now I've gotten myself to the point where I, you know, last recall wanting to be. You know, my last big dream was coming to New York and working in this creative industry and, you know, being here. And I need to stop, you know, I, I, I need to look at the future because the future is important and the future is something that can be exciting. But I need to stop, you know, like whipping my head around every corner you know wondering or waiting when you know waiting for something to go wrong I need to stop thinking and you know thinking that everything's going to go wrong and thinking that I'll never get you know to the point where I feel secure and I'm actually like kind of terrified of the idea that I'm never going to be fully satisfied you know I'm never going to have that moment where I'm like sitting down in a you know a lawn chair like feeling like ah I finally got it you know, whatever I'm looking for. And I'm, I'm kind of worried that I'll never get to that point. And that's something I, I always worry about. You know, and guys, you know, no matter how honest I open up to you guys, there's going to be some things that I just won't reveal because not intentionally. There's just like things that are deep inside of me that I don't even know that I feel that come out at the weirdest of times. And then that's when I sit down and I talk about them because they finally come out like a, you know, a zit coming to a head. But... Yeah, so, hmm, wow, that was a little ramble. Now that I have sufficiently talked about all of that stuff and my current misgivings, I feel like I should kind of answer some questions via um, Instagram because I asked you guys to ask me questions again. I constantly do it and then I always answer like one and I'm like, okay, I'm out of time, but like I really need to answer more of these because clearly you guys, I've seen the same ones like over and over and I just forget to like answer them. Um... Okay, so I'm scrolling through. I love that Instagram made that feature where it's like super easy to see things that you guys ask. Um, Okay, Gianna Chan. I'm just going to kind of, okay, rapid fire answer some questions for you guys. Gianna Chan wants to know, favorite place to eat in New York City? So recently, okay, so I have a few favorites. Um, One, okay, this one's a little bit cheaper. Um, It's called Nizza. N-I-Z-Z-A. I'm assuming it's it's pronounced Nizza because it's like pizza. I don't know. It's, it's Italian. And it's like a moderately priced. Like it's definitely not like a Chipotle, like, like a $7 bowl of food. But, you know, it's it's a good restaurant. I mean, I do cook a lot, so or a decent amount. And I post it sometimes as well or a lot of times. Um, but if I'm going out to dinner, if I'm going like to commit to going out to dinner, I'm going to like, you know, spend not like a fortune, but I'm going to spend some money. Okay. Like more than $7 for a meal. But yeah, Nizza is great. They have amazing, amazing burrata. I, I, oh guys, I love cheese. I have like a romantic infatuation with cheese. I love it. So that place is great. They also have awesome pasta. I've had their um, steak there. It was okay. It wasn't like my favorite, but like the pasta guys is to die for. If you look up their Instagram, they have like a beautiful Instagram. They use like portrait mode in every photo. So I love Nizza. Um, I also, if you guys want to spend like more money and have like an experience, if it's, you're going on, like a, a, you know, ritzy like anniversary date or something, or, you know, just a, a night with your friends where you're like celebrating or something, there's a place called Fine and Rare, Fine and Rare, or maybe like it's a, like a plus, Fine and Rare. 
Um, and it's okay. So the, the part, the kicker, like the best part about it is the fact that they have jazz music that plays every night. So they, they have a jazz performance every single night, not just on like certain days. And so while you eat, you like listen to like, you know, Sinatra and like, like not, not just jazz. It's like, you know, old school, like those type of music, those type of songs. And I love jazz music. I love like, oh, Duke Ellington. Love it. You know, old school, old school songs like that. Whoever's like a jazz critic is going to be like, you don't know jazz. I, I, guys, I'm not perfect, okay? But whatever. They have a really great musical performance. I got the steak there. It was amazing. And they also have an amazing, a really cool dessert that like, it's like chocolate. And it, it just ask for the cool dessert and they'll know what you're talking about. Anyway, so those are two restaurants that I really love in New York. Um... Okay, Gianna Chen wants to know, how did you get into design? Okay, guys, I have kind of an embarrassing story, or this is kind of like just like how I, my first ever recollection of when I was into design, and you know, when I say design, I mean just like making things pretty, and like a big part of my design skill comes from my hand lettering, and my, you know, my writing, and my drawing, and I really love, I have a, I have a good, you know, way with writing, I feel, I have a good handwriting. And I think the initial way that I learned how to like be good with like writing and drawing was my Nintendo DS. Okay, this was like circa eighth grade or I don't really remember when that was a huge thing. But me and my friends from childhood, we would have like sleepovers and we'd all bring our Nintendo DSs and we'd use our styluses and like, you know, send messages to each other. Literally when we were like, we were in like PictoChat, it's called PictoChat. And we were literally laying in sleeping bags next to each other and we'd be sending each other messages in this like chat room. And it was kind of like you had like a blank canvas and you used a stylus on the Nintendo DS and you wrote or draw, you know, drew like things. And we always had this like kind of little competition to like have the best handwriting and to be able to like draw the, you know, certain things. And I think I got really competitive with it. And I like would like, practice you know without and we weren't even at the sleepover like practice on my own time you know my handwriting and my drawing skills and I think that's how I got to be so good at like controlling my hand I don't know if that makes sense but I think part of being a good designer is being able to like you know really trust your hands and like know your hands and I feel like that little extra boost like helped me and kind of made me realize that I like making things pretty like that you know from there on out my school notes every single grade for the rest of my you know, schooling existence was like, they were pretty. And so I think that was part of, you know, when I started to realize that I really had an eye for design, I really appreciated design and aesthetic and stuff like that. I think that was like, it's kind of like a little cute, stupid story, but I think that was kind of how I started to get into it. Gianna or Gianna. Oh my God. Your name is definitely Gianna, isn't it? Oh, I messed that up. Sorry. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm reading some more questions. We got some, uh, Chow Bellasita wants to know what are your goals for Thick and Thin aka this podcast I guess my goal guys you know at first I was like okay I want to make a podcast that's like really like fun and exciting and sexy and like cool or whatever but I think now that I've like started to get into it and hearing your feedback I really want to make something that just makes people feel less alone and I want to you know really you know I want to end stigmas on things and especially end the stigma on the idea that it's better to come across like you have it all together and that like no one will eventually realize that you're dying inside you know like I want I want everyone to know that like people that are in the spotlight you know or that have followers like myself which I you know I'm not going to discount myself I do have followers and I've been in this somewhat of a spotlight since 2009 
you know, we, we are people that carry a lot of demons like everyone else. And, you know, our lives are not just living within the grids of your Instagram feed. And although I'm not going to post a picture where I look upset because that's just not something I want to like put out there and make people, I don't want to, you know, that's just not something I feel comfortable putting on my feed. Not that I'm, it doesn't, it doesn't happen, but it's just like something that I won't ever post because I want my feed to be positive and, you know, this is kind of the underbelly of all that, you know, kind of showing the truth and the realness. And I feel like it's something that you kind of almost need to talk it, talk through and you can't just post a photo. Some people may think that they can and whatnot and that's fine for them, but I need to like talk about it. And so that's what the goal is of this podcast is just talk about the real stuff that we deal with and, you know, the thick and the thin. And so a lot of it's been thin as of late and I need to like maybe put a positive episode in here somewhere, but Yeah. So that is, that's the goal. Um, okay. I'm reading some comments. Do, do, do. Hannah Wu, who, Hannah, who you? Wow. Uh, what did you get a degree in and how did you find a job right out of school? So I got a degree in communication design, which is basically my school's version of graphic design. And I got a job right out of school because you know, I I can't really say because it's so different for everyone. And it's actually really kind of like a witch hunt trying to find a job after college. It's crazy because you're, you know, looped into the pool of like every other person that is just as qualified, if not more qualified. It's like actually really stressful. Um, But I think something that definitely differentiated me besides having my own business, which definitely did help um, and like, you know, working my butt off since I was 14 to put out content and stuff, you know, that definitely did help. But I think also a big thing, um, was, you know, throughout college, I was definitely like, I was, you know, paying attention to my studies and I was passing, but, you know, I was putting a lot more effort into my portfolio and creating content that I really was like inspired by and like things I, you know, I was like doing projects on the side that I really felt passionate about that weren't necessarily required for a class. You know, I was working for a magazine for a couple years, for two and a half years. And I, you know, was creating content for my sorority and just like things that I really was passionate about and I was doing creative projects that weren't assigned in classes and putting that on my resume and putting it on my portfolio. And I think that helped me because, you know, at schools, especially in graphic design, I think a lot of us do very similar projects like the resume project and like, you know, I feel like it it definitely sets you apart when you have something, you know, in the graphic design field. If you have projects that have a lot of emotion behind them and are really very much you and aren't just like something that your school created for you to do. So I think that definitely did help me a lot. And also I utilized LinkedIn a lot. I was constantly reaching out to people, you know, scheduling phone calls with people, just talking and just getting people's insight about how to navigate post-grad and everything. And I feel like that definitely helped. And I was stressed a lot. Don't get me wrong. And other people's stress wore off on me and I was whatever, but you know, it was something that now I am in a career where I'm really, really happy. And so I feel like it all definitely paid off. And that was, that's my biggest piece of advice. Um, okay. Next question. I'm actually also sweating. It's like really hot in New York and it's freaking September. Can it get cold now? I'm ready. Um, okay. I actually answered a lot of these questions already. Um, Aaron Carden T wants to know in writing on your Instagram stories, do you use your finger or a special pen? I use a finger or my finger, (laughs) not a finger. (laughs) I'm like picturing like a decapitated finger. No, I use my finger. Um, I don't think there's like a really special technique. I use the side of it, if that makes sense. So I almost kind of like hold it. I 
turn it to the side and I use kind of like the corner of my fingernail so it's like nice and like you know chiseled sort of I don't know if that makes sense but that's 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 what I do I don't know I think uh, kind of going back to the previous question of like my design experience like PictoChat and Nintendo DS definitely helped me a lot um okay let's see um Jesse Yang wants to know what is your ideal man like I told myself I wouldn't talk a lot about relationships in this podcast episode um but I guess I would have to say my ideal guy I've kind of been going back and forth on this because for a while I really wanted someone who's like really dominant and like I wanted someone really out there and like outgoing and I actually kind of realized recently like I don't really want that anymore I kind of I because I was kind of certain, you know, I was kind of seeing a guy that was like that, that was like really dominant and really out there and like really like whatever. And I almost kind of felt overshadowed by it. And that's like sounds so like stuck up, like, oh, I need to be the center of attention. But I just feel like I also like I'm kind of dominant and I have a lot of like opinions on things and like I'm very outspoken and I really do speak my mind in relationships and stuff. So I feel like I kind of need someone who, I almost need a guy who's kind of like, not like shy, really shy, but like, kind of like, like kind of just puts up with my nonsense, kind of like lets me go a little bit and like talk, like just go on and on. And it's just kind of like a, a really steady, you know, really calm person that when I'm going crazy over something and I like need someone just to like, you know, tell me it's going to be okay and like just like chill or maybe not chill because I feel like I'd freak out if someone told me to chill, <laughs> like a guy told me to chill, but I just need someone to kind of just like, you know, hold me and be like, like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay and just repeat that a bunch and not be like, okay, I can't fucking handle this. Like, you know, and compete with my energy or I, whatever. Does that make sense? That might not like that. You guys might be like, okay, that that's totally weird of you. But yeah, I just need someone who's like kind of calm, maybe a little bit more reserved than me. You know, I also really do like making the first move in a lot of romantic senses. Like, I have been one to be, like, you know, meeting a guy at a bar and being like, oh, you're going to put my number in your phone and we're going to go get dinner next week. And I've I've done that before. So, I don't know. I guess I need someone who kind of matches that energy of mine. Or, you know, doesn't necessarily match it, but kind of complements it, you know. So, yeah. I also definitely go for guys that are, like, have, like, darker features in the sense they have, like, dark hair, dark brows, um, a good smile. I don't know. Dimples, you know, perfect guy. Okay. Whew. Um, Brit Far Far wants to know, have you ever suffered with, with acne? Yes, I had acne, um, freshman year, really bad of high school. Sophomore year, it was actually horrible. And then that was when I went on birth control and it kind of cleared it all up, which I'm not going to say birth control is always the answer for everything because it definitely made me gain weight and just offset my hormones a lot which but you know in the end end game it definitely it got rid of my acne which was what I wanted and and yes okay we are getting to the end of the podcast and I'm getting tired it's only nine o'clock at night but I'm sleepy guys so I'm gonna cap it now and end the podcast this time but yeah it's good talking to you guys again I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast let me know what you guys think on Instagram and on Twitter and I will see you guys all next time bye